25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. You're with my buddy, John. And um, I can't wait to do this show, Pearly. I cannot wait to do this show. Well, I'm so excited to talk about the Masters, talk about Tiger, but I love the fact that you were down there witnessing it firsthand. I love that you're bringing that to the table here. Yeah, I, I, I'm just so fortunate. But let's, um, you know, we format the show uh, like we format a round of golf. So the opening segment is the on-the-range segment. It's brought to you by 20 Minutes of Fitness. 20 Minutes of Fitness, just 20 minutes once a week, and it works for me. Well, man, we're, um, where, do we, <laughs> where do we even start? First of all, all the things that I've said about Tiger and his injuries and everything, you're taking them all back? Yeah, I, 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 I take them all back, just like some of the things that I quote on this show that aren't accurate. I, I never thought he'd win again. I never thought he'd win a major again. And just watching him do his thing yesterday was, I'm, I mean, what, what words do we use? Well, I just think it's uh, fantastic when you're saying, uh, as far as counting him out, how many times can all of us think of the times where this isn't going to happen, this isn't going to happen again? I can remember early, early days. I think I've mentioned it on the show before. I was sitting at the PGA Golf Show when Tiger first got his contract with Nike and throwing it out there. It's, I believe the number was $60 million, and literally sitting with a Nike guy laughing, going like, what is wrong with you people? And it probably turned out to be like a, a, a penny on a dollar for them, as it turned out. It's probably the, the best deal in the world. Uh, Tiger got himself screwed on that deal. There's no doubt. I mean, <laughs> what do you think about how did Nike do last? How did Nike do in the last uh, group yeah, yesterday? Yeah, last couple with, minutes going pretty good. With, uh, everybody was wearing a Nike hat and a Nike... Uh, uh, emblem on their their crest. Well, let's get a couple of the uh, things uh, we're, we're going to have. Uh, get with our friend Justin Hoagland with uh, Golf Tech as we yep. do on every show. Um, I want to tell you about uh, Valentino Dixon, May third at the On God Arts Hotel. It's presented by Arts Unleashed. It's going to be an evening where I get to interview uh, Valentino. We're going to have some uh, uh, some of his art there. The hotel down there is absolutely spectacular. So it's. Um, uh, reach out to me at, uh, you know, jay at jdelsongolf.com if you're interested in tickets. Uh, supporting it, it's, I think it's 100 bucks to get in. It's open bar. There's some great uh, great food. But more importantly, you're going to get to see some of his artwork. And if you haven't seen that hotel. It's a draw, uh, it's a draw in itself. Yeah, you've got great stories and a great, in a great facility. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fun things going on there. Um, we've got... Um, I mentioned Justin Hoagland. Let's go to Justin right now. And uh, Justin Hoagland is the city manager and fellow PGA professional down at Golf Tech. And Justin's going to talk to us a little bit about how much time to devote between short game and long game. Hey, thanks, Jay. This is a really important one uh, for all golfers. It has to be. Um, you know, look, based on my own observations over the last 20 years of, of teaching the game, and so many times I've seen players who have good swings uh, and are pretty good from tee to green. And then when you see them, though, from 75 yards and in, they're chipping, they're pitching, they're putting. There's a real disparity, isn't there? So uh, in general, I've found that it takes a lot longer to develop a, a good short game 
than it does a good long game. Uh, now, not all not all players, but most. Um, not many players I know of are, are opposite uh, at that or, or at that. So, look, according to Game Golf Technology, um, you know, one of the stats that, that, that is out there is that 41.3% of our strokes that we make on the golf course are from putts. Um, and as for the rest of the short game, from 100 yards and in, that number balloons to 60%. Well, let, let me just say this, though. Uh, eliminate or take out the gimme putts from three and a half feet or less that a lot of people take for granted, and that 60% figure is less meaningful. So remove the short putts that are rarely missed, and shots from 100, or 100 yards or in uh, account for more like 40 to 47% of all shots. So, look, I, I prefer a good balance, but I tip the scales towards short game much more than, than long game in most situations for most players. Quickest way, of course, to, to shave the strokes. And lastly, let me just say that there's four good reasons why um, short game is the best tool for, for game improvement. Number one, as you know, Jay, that pros spend a lot longer on the range with short irons and short shots than they do the longer ones. Uh, number two, they hit it closer, which makes them better putters. Number three, they spin the ball better, which is controlling the, the shots better in and around the green and on those short shots with the loftier clubs. And then number four, um, they just have accurate short iron miss hits, right? They eliminate uh, green side trouble easier. So um, those things we can take uh, into consideration when, when working on, on our game, uh, especially inside uh, 100 yards. And that's how to improve your golf game. Thanks, Justin. That's great stuff, Justin. Thanks for joining us. I know you've got to be just as excited as we are with this uh, uh, Masters that's on tap. They do have to be excited about that because how many more people are going to get jacked up about golf? Here you go again. Tiger brought all this excitement to the game. I'm going to get my years wrong. 20 years ago, is it now? And had those years where, where he was just kind of making things happen. You always see people talking about uh, the TV ratings or whatever they are, double when he shows up, which is amazing to me. I watch these events regardless, but I guess so many people, if Tiger's not playing, they're not going to watch. He just put a, uh, an injection of adrenaline and excitement into the world of golf. He, he absolutely did. And one of the things, I mean, that we've, we've got to mention is the records. You know, the historical perspective here. This is his 81st win, Pearl. He's one victory behind uh, a victory total that never gets mentioned. Sam Snead won 82 golf mm -hmm. tournaments. Tiger's got 81. How many would you – here's what I want to ask you. How many – Is it a hard question? Most likely. It's coming from me. It's got to be, you know, <laughs> relatively stupid and easy for you. Um, how many victories and majors does Tiger win without the – Snafu. Of oh, I don't know, but that's 2009. Part of, that's part of the game. Is a snafu. Which which snafu are you talking about? The personal I'm snafu. Yeah, I'm the, talking about all the personal stuff. Oh, personal stuff. Yeah, but I mean, you know whether it's his complete crash and burn, or it's uh, marital issues, or it's financial issues. I mean. All those guys, all you guys, faced all of those different challenges. That's part of the beast of the tour, but it also happens to us regular folk in jobs and stuff. we got to just not perform in our jobs on the course. 
we got to kind of make the whole thing, everything pulled together. So I know if, if everything would have gone perfect for him, I have no idea. He would have blown it all away and nobody would have ever accomplished anything compared to Tiger again. It's true. I think he would have had 20 to 25 majors yeah. and he'd have had 150 wins. And I really do. I mean, he was <laughs> winning. Right. He was winning at a clip of like six, seven tournaments a year. His yeah. winning percentage was at twenty six point, almost twenty seven percent of the time. He tees it up. He won. And because I don't know that most people realize, previous to Tiger, I think the best winning uh, percentage was just under ten percent. And it was Nicholas. Right. And so you think, wait a second, you're telling me the best guy ever pre- previous to Tiger is winning one out of 10 times, or actually not quite? Yeah. And the guy be- behind him, by the way, is about 2%. Oh, it is it's about 2%. Even, it is. About 2%. It is. It's, um, ah, it's just amazing. Um, the flair in which he did it, the, the emotion with his children, the different, I mean, it's just um, spectacular. So let's recap a little bit of the week for me. I get, yeah, but I want to hear your perspective of being on the ground. Obviously, you know, the tournament was last week. There's been a gazillion people talking about a gazillion things. But you were on the ground. What are some things you picked up from that you can share with us The as far as atmosphere goes? And somehow we got to talk about number 12 because it still yeah, makes I, absolutely no sense to no me sense how the best all. players in the right. world keep hitting it in the water from 150 yards. I understand it's a tough hole. But for the record... I got to play that hole, and I knocked it on the green, and I made power, almost made birdie. Just Did you get record. a video of that? <laughs> no. Okay, so <laughs> and there was allegedly not a Pearlie hit the 12th oh, no, green. No, I have witnesses, but I was not in front of millions of people and everything. But I'll tell you what, my heart was skipping a beat when I was out there because it's such a cool shot. You said it, it is. this is my only chance in life to hit this dang green. Right. And I want to hit it. Let's go back and we'll cover the. No, I want to talk about hitting the green. I don't want to talk about you hitting the green. No, we'll go back and talk about the uh, the twelfth in a little bit. Yep. But first of all, such a pro Tiger atmosphere. I mean, you know, DJ comes uh, comes up. He's number two in the world. He's the highest ranked player. That you know, Justin Rose was number one, missed the cut. You've got all of these this um, this leaderboard. When have you seen a leaderboard like that? In the, I mean, there were a couple people missing. Spieth wasn't on there. McElroy, but uh, I mean, in terms of everybody else, Kepka. You know, here's a guy that's won three of the last seven majors, and one of those he didn't get to play in because of an injury, and he's right there. And with a little more luck on Saturday, Kepka's got a Kepka. You know, makes four more putts. Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell he hit those those putts where he wanted to, but but. Watching it, it was like it was like divine intervention. It really was. You know, there's that energy that the the crowds bring and and things like that. But so you so that tips the scales in your opinion. It does. It's like and why is that? I get I get it. I like Tiger. I'm definitely a Tiger fan. I'm bought in. But why is it? What is it? J two to one. Five to one, ten to one. Oh, what is it? It's it's at least ten to one. It is at least ten to one. <laughs> that I'm makes no sense there. to me. It doesn't. I, I, you know what a what a country we live in. There, you know to give. He, he, this is the public humiliation. Forget oh. the back surgeries and all that. Do you know how mentally strong you have to be to want to open your door after all the things that happened? Come out of the door. And then walk. That's what yeah, I was going to say. And yeah. then walk through the damn thing. Yeah. Well, people, there's no doubt you can you can follow. Plenty of athletes through the years. Something about an athlete, somebody, not just an athlete, but people being at the top, getting torn down, climbing their way back up to that that pinnacle again, 
There's something about that that in the American psyche is a monster, monster deal. And, and it is exciting, but, <laughs> but I still don't get the 10 to 1 thing. You know, and, and Brooks is the one. Kepka, the key, and he keeps on saying, hey, I'm not getting the respect. I'm not getting the attention. They're not cheering for me as loud. And I keep thinking to myself, I'm not sure I'm going to bring that up, Brooks, because that's not going to change. Now, the way, one way it would change, go win 27% of your tournaments. Right. It'll change. Right. It'll change. Right. And, and, and because it, Brooks is easy to, to root for. He's a fun guy to watch. He's a... He's he's lost his twenty five pounds. He's taken a little bit of beating by our buddy Brandel Chambly, who will be on this show soon. But yeah, I don't know. Um, there, there's no there, there's no way when you're standing around there to try to figure out this to figure out the crowd stuff. There's no way to figure it out because it, it's like Tiger is the ultimate showman. So we're sitting on the practice tee yesterday watching him, and you know what he does. And, and you know, so I know a little bit about what's going on. So Tiger's not going to be able to do anything without Joe, because Joe's got the bag in the clubs, you know. So he's <laughs> but he's walking around Pearl. He walked the length of the range behind every player, bright red shirt, hat, with something in his some wedge in his hand. Did not hit a ball. So I'm I'm just looking at this from this perspective. Like, I think he's walking down this tee, telling everybody, "Hey, boys." This is mine. This is mine. Yeah, that's what I think he was doing, and I, for nobody else other than himself, probably because I watched several oh, guys no. like they know, I, like like Kepka didn't even turn around. He was in a, doing his thing, but you know, um, Poulter did, uh, Martin Keimer, who was practicing. So I just was watching, and, and they were all like, "Wonder." I'm sure they were going, "What you you know what you doing?" He went to the far end of the range then and I'm watching Joe, he's already at the other end of the range. So essentially he's walking there and back. So they get to see him twice. <laughs> and it was like it was like, yeah, this is well, I thought this it, what I do. When I thought it was game on, so that something that happened really kind of right before that, in essence, was at the end of the third round, I was telling you earlier today. He's up on eighteen. Joey's kind of right behind his, I think, left shoulder, and they get a great camera shot on the TV of Tiger turning around and has this very sincere, determined grin and kind of half mouths it has the look of, Joey, we're right where we need to be. And that look on his face, they always reference the eyes and this and that. Well, that look to me was like Tiger's like, I'm exactly where I wanted to be, where I want to be, and I am thrilled to be there. After three days, Tiger's like, check every box. Yep. Yeah. You're you know, right. check Good every point. box. That's why you can say it. Here's, um, well, that's going to do it for the On the Range segment. Um, we got to take a quick break. But uh, uh, come back. We're going to move to the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance and restructuring, and succession planning. 
Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I just wanted to let you know that USA Mortgage has lowered its rates this month. That's right, they've lowered their rates. We are keeping them down as long as we can to take advantage of the great real estate market this spring. Buyers are flooding the market, values are going up, and USA Mortgage is ready to help you with you and your pre-approval, refi, or cash-out opportunity. We can help you eliminate your mortgage insurance, shorten your term, or pay off debt. Please call Joe Sheezer at 314-628-2015 to apply or get sound financial advice for your mortgage needs. Hurry while the rates are still low. You can apply online at usamortgage.com slash Joe Sheezer. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-Z-E-R. Or call him directly at 314-628-2015. NMLS number 231 Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here with you. Um, this is a segment per we call the front nine. And um, each week, thank you for the emails and keep them coming in with the questions and uh, just anything golf-related concerns. You want to talk about equipment, um, we select your email and you'll receive golfer two at Gateway National. Compliments of Galter, Golf, blah, blah. Walter's Golf Management. Well, this week, Steve writes, and I, I have to even keep a straight face. It's a great question, but boy, we all have this problem. Can, we help, can you help me with a mental problem? I cannot seem to keep my mind quiet as you read about the game's top players. I'm constantly running scenarios in my head. Can you suggest a way to stop all the noise? I am listening, <laughs> no pun intended, with open ears here, yeah. Mr. Delsey. Right. I would love to know how to do this. Okay, well, firstly, Steve, you know, thanks for listening. And secondly, yeah, I think I can give you some some pointers. Um, if you like to read, uh, Bob Rattel has got several books, Golf's Not a Game of Perfect and Golf is a Game of Confidence. I think I got a chapter in one of those two where um, <laughs> I threw Bob for a loop several times and he kept coming back. But um, so... Um, what happens with your brain, we've learned about this, and Pearl, you know a little bit about this, yep. the stuff you use for your business. Your brain is an accommodating device, meaning if you throw in there, Steve, what's wrong with my putting, you're going to find a lot of answers that are going to come your way. And hell, Steve, I'm not even going to say any of them are correct. Your brain is just going to search the database and come up with stuff that could be you know, wrong with what... Um, uh, you know, with what you're doing with with your putter. Um, so I think the biggest thing 
is you've got to, first of all, watch the input. Watch what you let in. What do you spend? We already know this from a psychological standpoint. We, we get what we spend most of our time thinking about. That's, you know, there are, um, we're just led in that direction. So you've got to really start paying attention to what you put in. Remember, your brain can't determine what's really happened and what hasn't happened. Because, Pearl, when you have a dream, a vivid dream, like how many times you've dreamed of hitting that 12th green at Augusta. Absolutely. And I did it. And I did it. And then you did it. And, um, uh, but you, you wake up from that dream and go, oh, man, thank God. I don't think I hit that 12th green. No, but we're just making fun of that. But, Steve, that's, that's how this works. You, your brain doesn't know the difference um, if you're dreaming if, or if it's reality. So you've really got to be mindful of what you let in there. And secondly, try to focus on what it is you want, yes. not what you don't want. You don't step up to the 18th tee where there's water on the right and an OB on the left and going, well, I, I, okay, I'd rather hit it in the water than the OB. You know, you, you pick out your target, you commit to your shot, and then you go. And if you're getting interference while you're swinging, you need to back off. And that's what you see these guys do. Pearl, yesterday, how many times did you see Tiger talking to himself? Most of it. And you know what? You know, we know he's running through. He's running through. I got four of these already. Mm-hmm. I've been through that. And which guy that was chasing it or was involved yesterday, can you say had one? Not major. They were major winners, but not there. It's a different animal. Well, I think a big part of that too, Jay, and, and you're a big proponent. Maybe you can talk on that to answer the question too, is what's the process? You know, what are you into? Your pre-shot routine. What do you want to happen? When you say be careful what you let in, be purposeful of how you're thinking this thing through. You watch those guys. If something happens and they come off the shot, watch them every time. They will go through the whole routine. Some guys will even go back, put their club back in the bag to pull or, re, the, or re-tee their ball up. We've seen yeah, that to happen. to go way back. It's not right. just stepping away necessarily. It's what's the beginning of their particular routine. So, Steve, from my from a caddy standpoint, because I would help Jay with yes. this, if something would happen or he would, if the goal was in, on a putt, to peak twice and then hit the putt, and literally if I would watch him kind of take that third peak, I'd pull him off the putt go, that's Don't not the it. routine. Right, no the question. The same thing could be on the driver, maybe two peaks down the fairway, then swing. And if he was going to come off that routine, I would say something, and we would come back and get right back onto it. So I think a great routine can help you, and I love what Jay said as far as be purposeful of what you're thinking and be positive. What do you want the shot to look like? Be focused on that and not let that crazy stuff creep into your head. But it's a, it's a great question because it's, it's something even the best in the world struggle with, and especially like in the Masters when the other guys watch the previous guys keep hitting it in the water. All of a sudden, it's tough control in that mind. No, it really is. And, and the other thing, let's talk about this just briefly. Quieting your mind doesn't necessarily mean nothing's going on. It doesn't mean that. It means that what's going on is all part of the plan, and it's all part of what I'm doing, and it's and it's it's not trying to undercut or or dissolve confidence or things like that. I think anytime it's pressure, whether it's at work, at home, whatever the case is, what's your plan? Get back to the plan, execute your plan, and be focused and be consumed with that. That's how I think you get over that. Whether it's a golf shot or you're dealing with a big deal at uh, at work. Yeah, that, absolutely. Okay. Back to Augusta. <laughs> I knew you were anxious. Thanks, Steve, for that question. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, Augusta's yeah. on our mind. Yeah, so we put 
basically put the show together and then we threw it away because of how the whole uh, this whole thing played out. Because it also played out. How, what were, what were you thinking being down there, Jay, from the couch? You could you could see as the week was building that this was going to be something special. Yeah. Not necessarily the tiger was going to win, but the tiger was clearly in the hunt. But there was so many guys in the hunt. Brandel Chambly, who is so into the details and and all the history and the numbers, was talking about well, if you're not within one or some shots of the lead, if you're not in the top eight, you you never win. I think all that went out the window because the way it was all bunched up. As a matter of fact, I know one of the main ones that they were talking about did because I think Tiger was in 10th or 11th at some point when if you weren't in the top eight, you could never win. So when they told him about that last night, he started laughing. He says, okay, good for me. Like, yeah, I don't right. think that was out his – Steve, he wasn't thinking about that one out there, trust me. No, no. Um, man, I, I just, just the – when I look back at it now and watching Tiger and watching that, he is going about his business in such a different way than when he was younger and playing on tour. He needs to. He, he absolutely does. One of the things that stuck out in my mind when we knew we were going to have rain on Sunday, they, they, uh, I think it was uh, Amanda was, was interviewing him and said, so what does tomorrow look like? Now you're going to play at 920 instead of 305. That's a huge difference, mm-hmm. right? And he says, well, you know, I'll get up about 345 or 4. You know, and and so folks, just chew on that for a minute. So we're going to get to the golf course, you know, cuz he's going to get a little something to eat, a little bit of um, you know, light practice and and warming up on the on the physical aspect. What's he doing all those other hours? He's getting his body ready. Absolutely. He's on the floor. He's working out. He's running. He's doing all of the, when he was a young guy. He used to run like five miles in the morning before he played. I remember the U.S. Open. I think it was the one year when there was a rain delay, uh, and he actually ran five miles between rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a reason he's a little bit different out there. It, it totally is. And so, um, and they asked uh, Francesco Molinari, who, by the way, started the round. Somewhere in his in his early thirties, age wise, Pearl, and when he walked up on eighteen, he looked like he was about fifty. I don't know, I, maybe, but I'll tell you what, he, he was awesome too. You know, I appreciate the Tiger one, but a lot of these guys oh. played fantastic. Oh no, and made I'm not pressure, saying that. Pressure, putts oh no, and he pressure did. Shots. He did great. I didn't actually expect him to fold. But look at the stress on his face. The last six holes, I thought he was gonna just. I, he needed a, you know, the, to. I don't know what he needed, but well, he plus, did. you know, Molinari also very much stood up to Tiger and what beat him at Carnoustie last year. Oh yeah, uh, I think they had a couple one-on-one matches. Uh, what was it? He beat him in uh, Ryder Cup in Chicago. I, I think or he did beat or tie, maybe beat him, and then I think they tied someplace else. So it's not like he was going to wilt the Tiger. He had a great history with Tiger as far as really being competitive. Well, more than competitive. And did you see him? the picture of him when he caddied for his older brother, Eduardo? Yeah, that was awesome. And then he got paired with Tiger because Eduardo won the U.S. Amateur. And the tradition there is the, the current United States Amateur champ gets paired the first day with the defending champ at the Masters. And you got uh, Francesco over there who looks you know, like a little baby carrying a golf bag. It was a pretty well, cool that, shot. That's interesting history. And how many times do you see that, that somebody was there that ends up being there in the big time, you know, because you need to see that 
Yes, it's special. Yes, it's interesting, but they're humans. Right. They, it is possible if you work hard to accomplish these things. So I think we, when you're either that kid that crawled under the fence to get out of the golf course to see those things, you hear those stories all the time, but you kind of need to see that when you're younger and gives you real clarity of what do I need to do to get there myself. I, I got to tell you, so this is a little bit of a bunny trail, but I was down there with Jay Delsing Golf doing entertain, entertainment and hospitality, and um, Emerson, fun, phenomenal company that I was able to represent the last four days, has Ben Crenshaw coming in to speak with us. Mm. So there's there's three of us pros. Ben's one of them. And I'm sitting there, and, and the, the one of the dads, it's just so cool, one of the dads brings his son down to experience their first Masters together. And and we're sitting there, and Ben Crenshaw is is talking, and I'm I just had this weird thing. When I was that kid's age, when I was 15 years old, I had a favorite player on tour, Ben Crenshaw. And I have played a hundred rounds of golf with Ben Crenshaw now. And I had this this wave of, oh man, it was almost gratitude and humility and like, if you'd have told me when I was 15 that fast forward it and I'm a hundred years old now and I'm and I'm, Ben is talking to us and I'm a constituent, yeah, what? Oh, so that kid's having that experience and not only with Ben but with you and interacting with the whole thing and and who knows, you know, and part of that too. We always talk about the business and personal aspect as well. So just as a business guy. That young guy wants to do something in business, so someday he can be down there with a bunch of business guys interacting, having a great time, seeing the masters, uh, and, and hobnobbing with uh, the top people in, uh, in sports and business. Yeah, and who, that's, that's what my point was. Who knows yeah. what cool things are hitting this, this kid at 15? You know, because he's a golfer himself. He's, he's a scratch golfer. He cool. wants to play in college. But his dad's a businessman. He's down there. You know, that, that's a pricey ticket down there when yeah. you go to Augusta. And then he's got Ben Crenshaw, who's played in 42 Masters tournaments. It's been fun to listen he's to. A, he's great. Yeah. He's one of the most genuine teal, authentic, cool, friendly people. He's kind, too. You know, he just, you ask him a question, he's like, man, I don't know how I made that putt. I was so nervous. You know, he, he did talk about his putting a little bit, which is cool. You know, one of the top three best putters probably of all time. Well, and he got to, to we got to experience one of the coolest things that ever happened at the Masters was the way he went and won. Right. And his the, interaction that, with his caddy and all the special the stories second that went time along. he won when Harvey Penick died and that sort yes. of thing. Yes, yeah. fantastic story. And, you know, uh, he talked about his putting. You know what? And I'm going to use that as my tip of the day in our fourth segment. We have a new sponsor for our uh, 19th hole that I can't wait to introduce uh, today and we are going to use that tip of the day on our 19th hole so we're not there yet though this is just wrapping up the front nine okay. come back we're going to have some uh, uh, some messages and you and I Pearl will head to the back nine at Augusta we'll talk about Amen Corner bring it on and uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftechcom St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. I got a big shout out and a thank you to Whitmore Country Club for supporting my golf show. I don't know if you know, Whitmore Country Club has 72 holes of golf. 
There's a 24-hour fitness center and has a extremely large pool complex. This is a family-friendly country club to belong to. There's a kids' club in the main clubhouse right near the fitness center. There are golf leagues, skinned game members, tournaments, couples events are available all year long. If you join at Whitmore, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. There are no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. Go out and see my friend Bummer out in the clubhouse. He is an absolute jewel and a wonderful guy that will tell you all you need to know. Or you can call Whitmore at 636 926 9622. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can get involved in the show by emailing your questions and comments to jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host. I'm, what am I? I'm your host, you're Jay, host. and I'm you're right here, and you are Pearly, and you're right next to me. The assistant host. Yeah, Pearl, we're headed to the back nine, yep. and um, there's just no way to, you know, I we've got all this cool information that this show is going to be about, mm-hmm. and it's going to be for a later time yep. because we're going to talk all Tiger, all Masters, try to cover some some unique uh, aspects of of the tournament that you, you that you may not know. Um, first of all, for for the person that's never been to Augusta, the undulation, the ups and downs. On the back, especially, well, no, the whole place. I, it was head scratching the first time I saw it. You know, it's almost where TV, almost the only time it can be shown on TV is when the guys get in certain bunkers and then they, they do a great TV shot of how intimidating that is and how severe it is. So, if in your mind you can kind of take that and extrapolate to the rest of the golf course, because whatever you see the rest of the course as far as rolling hills on TV. It's five times, ten times in person. No, it is. And and um, I was taking some groups around, you know, with, with uh, my business and stuff. And when they everybody gets to the 10th tee and they look down and they're like, holy smokes, man, I cannot believe how downhill that shot is. And they also said to me, I didn't realize, you know, 10, 18 had such dog legs to them. Mm-hmm. And that gets, you know... That gets overlooked so many times. Pearl, how about the crazy drive that Roy McIlroy hit off the 10th tee? I think it was in 2012 oh, yeah. when he had a four-stroke four lane. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Google that thing. You won't believe it. This is the best driver of the golf ball that I've ever seen. Consistently long, straight. And... Um, the tournament was getting away from him at the time. He did not have a four-stroke lead, but he started that day, that fourth day, with a four-stroke lead. And he drove the ball 80 yards off the tee and, what, Pearl, 45 yards straight to the left? At least. Yeah. At least. And who knows what trees rattled around yeah. and things yeah. like that. But, yeah, you just must have had just a complete mental lapse to do because it's not – the Masters could be played for another 100 years and nothing will be within 50 yards where that golf ball was. Right, and most people thought it was out of bounds. They're like, we don't even have a boundary over there because it wasn't <laughs> even an issue. But um, the, the Augusta brings so much to the to the table for me, Pearl. The golf course, first of all. Never, ever do you see a golf course, the property that is so well-maintained 
and uh, was it really pretty? Controlled. Pretty there, Jay. Uh, what were the? It was not. It, the azaleas were. You know why, Pearl? We are a little later this okay. year, and and some of them are a little tired. TV as does they a, can get. TV yeah. does a great job of always making it look like they're yeah. popping. But I've I've been fortunate to be there down there a time or two. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. It's always gorgeous. Don't be, don't get yeah, me it, wrong. It is. It is. But beautiful. sometimes it's it's popping, and, and it is like every hole's like a picture. You mentioned it, number ten, by the way. How about the view? of the second shot on 10. It's just that next level of, of majestic, and I appreciate when they cover it, they talk about the hanging lie, Yeah. but <laughs> when you've got that downhill hanging lie to that green, dead to the bunker to the right, who knows what can happen to you to the left. It's another one where they do a good job talking about it, but until you're there, you can't realize how hard that shot is. Here's another thing that I picked up this year, and 10's a beautiful example of it. The way McKenzie designed this thing, and he had some help from some other uh, great architects, even of the golden era of golf architecture, but there's so much that makes it so difficult to know how far to hit this ball. Mm. So... Tent's a perfect example. Why is that bunker 60 yards short of that green? To mess up your head on distance. 100%. Sure. To catch your eye. What's it, the first it, it thing? It works, doesn't it? And, and you think, you know, Pearl, we're so trained. Okay, so there's a bunker, and I just need to get over it. it there's another, what, 50, 60 yards to the, to the front edge of the green. The other thing that he did almost diabolically is, you know, he was trying to create a parkland, which is an inland golf course that you could kind of play along the ground. Well, that's kind of gone out the window with a modern-day player. But what he did, Pearl, he's got so many false fronts and so many huge slopes in those greens that when your ball doesn't get up there, it goes into places that you almost can't even play from. Yeah, so many times you just miss the green in other tournaments and you're a step off. Now you just miss the green. By the time it gets done rolling, you're 30 yards off on a tight lie into a false front next shot. <laughs> and you don't want to be there anyway because yeah. you, you, you know, and you're a little misstep, you're there part. again. Yeah, and I mean, the 14th green is crazy. The ninth green is like that. So if your ball rolls off the front right part of the ninth green at Augusta, you might have an 80 yard yeah. shot left. Yeah. You might rather have an 80 yard shot than some of those little tight lies around there. But um, I, I want to throw something out there too because we're talking about how pretty it is and kind of neat to get down there. Whoever has a chance to also get down for the practice round, if you don't. You know, you can't win that lottery ticket situation for the regular, uh, you know, Thursday through Sunday event, but a practice round, any of those, just to go out on the premises is worth it, wouldn't you say, Jay? Oh, 100%. And yeah. sometimes those practice rounds can even be more fun because you can get a little bit closer in some situations. You see the guys interacting differently. So, and, and those are fairly readily available uh, relative to regular tournament uh, rounds. So don't hesitate if you possibly get a chance because if you're a golfer, it should be on your bucket list. No, there's no question. I mean, every so I was with probably 150 guests this week with my business, and all of them said, whether they were first-timers or not, the ones that had been there already said it, it was a bucket list thing. And the first-timers are like, this is my bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't wait to get out there. So um, we had um, a guy. He grew up in Augusta, Georgia. He's an accountant, lived with his mother. She just passed away. He's 73 years old. And he collected every year since 1934 what a badge looked like. 
That's awesome. And he brought it over. I took some pictures. It's on social media, uh, at Jay Delsing on Twitter, if you'd like to follow me, um, and took some pictures. And it's just crazy. So how much did it, how much did the first ticket in 1934 cost? Wow. Absolutely no idea, but I'll say 10 bucks. 35 cents. <laughs> Is that funny? And guess where it's written? In pen on the ticket. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I awesome. mean, it's just, and who knew? Yeah. Right? I mean, who, yeah. do you think Jones and even Jack Stevens, who was alive much later, you think they have any clue what this is, what this is? I mean, 11, over $11 million purse. This, we had, we also had a member uh, from Augusta give us some numbers about what they think they make for the week. Mm. $250 million. In seven days, you can't buy this stuff online. They make over a hundred million dollars in merchandise. That's remarkable. I try That's to contribute remarkable. to it every time I go yeah, down I bet. there. I bet. Um, well, but, it's a special place, and you know, through the years, they've gotten lambasted for multiple different things. But you have to appreciate. I'll say I appreciate how they've really tried to stand their ground and what they believe, keep the tradition. Uh, you know. Jay, how well-mannered are the fans, for example, the, the, excuse me, the patrons? <laughs> you know, they, they've got a whole uh, uh, vocabulary they have to follow down there as well. And, and, and it's a special place that way. And, yes, you can rail against some of the things. But the other things I appreciate about them is eventually when they hear criticisms that I think they talk about, think about, and realize are fair, they do something. So they had the ladies' tournament down there that we mentioned uh, last week. They have always got that uh, putt, chip, and drive with the kids. So they've come a long way in their way to make that stuff fit there and and enhance that event. And I think those events have actually enhanced um, the Masters because it makes it more more, uh, understandable and where people can relate to it more. Uh, because of it, yeah, and it's it's more for everybody. You know, I mean, why why do you not look? We didn't grow up in a financial situation that might be considered ideal. Now I think it was ideal. We didn't have a whole lot of money. But, I mean, if if we were excluded from because of race or ethnicity or crap. Yeah. Yep. You so. know, and, 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 and the other thing that – let's talk about this real quickly. I can't stand people talking about golf as a rich man, rich kid sport. I, I just can't stand it. I heard that. I heard it so much down at Augusta. Look, we're at we're at a place that's almost so hoity-toity it makes you want to puke, at certain times, and that's it's like a little baby, you know, maybe two percent of the hundred percent. But it's, um, but look, you can go out and play in a municipal golf course for twenty dollars and get yourself a set of clubs for fifty dollars. And start loving the game. It's very accessible. It's it, very it, accessible. It is, that is like, and if you think that only the country club kids are the good players, completely mistaken. And I will say this, Pearl, from the guys on the PGA Tour and, and our generation, they all grew up more like I did. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of middle class, low to middle class, whatever, worked, worked hard, uh, played a lot of sports growing up, and then wound up playing golf. Now... Today's a little different. Kids are coached out the wazoo from early ages. That's why you're seeing so many of the young players swing almost identically. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're wealthy. It just means that their parents are trying to do all they can to get this kid in golf. Yeah, I think it's 
it's accessible, and once you kind of get the bug and get the passion to work at it, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Well, that's going to wrap up the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Please come back. We're going to the 19th hole, and we are going to introduce our new official sponsor of the 19th hole. Come on back. Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing. They've been around since 1973, and it's been family-owned and operated the entire way. Father Danny Capps started it all. Now sons Matt and Jared are fully involved. And at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, they host the area's largest selection of Lazy Boy and Flex Steel Furniture. Plus, you'll find a full-service Mohawk Color Center featuring carpet, hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. Everything is professionally installed at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, plus easy to Delivery and setup of new furniture, however and wherever you want it. They'll also haul away all of your old furniture. Can't beat that deal. Going the extra mile, that's what Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery is all about. Find them online, jerseyvillecarpetfurniture.net, or call them 618-639-9858. Most people think to get fit, you've got to be in the gym five days a week. Well, I used to think that too, but that was before I discovered 20 Minutes to Fitness. 20 Minutes to Fitness makes it possible to achieve in one 20-minute session a week what might require three hours or more a week at the gym. It reduces the time it takes to exercise by up to 90%. Their trainers can get you in shape no matter what your age or fitness level. They do it using special equipment and safe, medically-based approach. And all it takes is 20 minutes once a week. Honestly, 20 minutes once a week. Sound too good to be true? Your first session is free, so try it and see for yourself. They've got locations in Clayton and Chesterfield. To learn more, visit 20MinutesToFitness.com. 20 Minutes to Fitness. It's just 20 minutes just once a week, and it works for me. I just wanted to let you know that USA Mortgage has lowered its rates this month. That's right, they've lowered their rates. We are keeping them down as long as we can to take advantage of the great real estate market this spring. Buyers are flooding the market, values are going up, and USA Mortgage is ready to help you with you and your pre-approval, refi, or cash-out opportunity. We can help you eliminate your mortgage insurance, shorten your term, or pay off debt. Please call Joe Sheezer at 314-628-2015 to apply or get sound financial advice for your mortgage needs. Hurry while the rates are still low. You can apply online at usamortgage.com slash joesheezer. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-Z-E-R. Or call him directly at 314-628-2015. NMLS number 231118. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can get involved in the show by emailing your questions and comments to jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly, John Perlis with me. Good buddy, great caddy, better friend. Um, and here we are in the 19th hole. And we've got an official sponsor, Mike Duffy's uh, Bar and Grill, is now the official sponsor of the 19th hole. So Let's the go. 19th hole Let's is brought to you by Mike Duffy's. Mike, First of all, Mike Duffy is a great guy, family guy. He's owned uh, his restaurants. He's lived in St. Louis his whole life, I think 33 years, he told me. He's got three locations. And so stay tuned because what we're going to do is once every so often we're going to host uh, – I'm going to host – 
I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Gonna, yeah, because I'm going to. I know you're going to be there as soon as I tell you this. Because I'm going to host a, co- a little happy hour party and buy everybody a beer and talk about golf for a minute. I'll buy the first beer. I'll say that I'm going to buy the first beer, and so I'll buy you first beer. And um, yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about golf. But we're delighted to have Mike uh, and uh, that's and his bar and grill on the show. And uh, great spot, good food, better people. So. Um, all right, Earl. We got to talk about the twelfth. We 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 talked about it earlier. Let's get back to the twelfth. How does this happen? I was going to ask. How you. How does this happen? Were you there? But were you there when anybody's hitting in the water? No. Okay. No. The the, the I will say this because we left uh, right as they were making the turn at the front end. Right. The amount of crowds you couldn't see anything anyway. We would get strategically out there and 25, 30 people deep for Tiger. Tiger and played with uh, it was Molinari. Tiger and Tony Finau in the last group. So every year they talk about twelve. Every year they talk about how Hogan and then Ken Venturi used to talk about how that breath of air he yeah. would sense it right. and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, there's something there because it messes the guys up. 150 yard shot, Jay. 150. It was like 152. 152 yeah. yard shot. Nine irons. Four, eight irons. Nine irons and wedges. Four Sorry. of the to- top players in the world. Hit it in the water. Four of six at one point. Poulter, Kepka, Kepka, Molinari, and Fino. That's They're also solution. watching each other, so it's not like it's a surprise. Maybe they should hit it a little bit further. The announcers acknowledge it from their perspective anyway. They think the guys each looked like they had a solid shot. And what I said to you before the show, which was blowing me away, for the most part, I think three of them were posing. They liked it. Yeah. How many times, just in general, does a tour player pose on a shot, meaning they like it, they feel good about it, and it end up in the penalty area, as they call it these days? Ugh, and by the way, room. a couple of those weren't very close. It's not like oh, they almost made it. No. They were three, four, five steps short of making so it. So first of all, let's set this up. The 12th green sits away from you. It, it angles away from you from the tee box. Almost 45 degrees from from left left to to right. So, folks, the front right part of the green is an extra six yards of carry compared to the front left part of the green. And as a player, that's the first thing you're going to go, i got to watch this. But you can't necessarily pick that up by your eye on the tee, can you? you? That's very much a yardage book thing. It's a yardage book thing. It's also an experience thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you what I saw. This is so cool because I did watch this. Yes, it looked it no it didn't look like any of those guys mishit those balls. But something happened to get those things in the in the water. Golf gods. But I will say this. Tiger set up after watching the two guys in front of the group in front of him. This guy knows exactly what's going on by the way. So we got Kepka and Poulter hitting it in the water in front of him. Um who was their third Oh, uh, Simpson. Simpson. So Simpson puts it on the green, and he did something similar to Tiger too, folks, that you probably saw you may or may not have picked up on. Then we get up on who had the honors on number – Molinari had the honors. And he has been unflappable, by the way. And rock solid uh, iron guy. After 10 holes, he had seven one putts. So rock solid iron guy wasn't in it too close to the hole, <laughs> but he was sure as hell making lots of pars. And he birdied number eight, doing great stuff. And so he hits it in the water. 
Tiger gets up there and completely changes the shot that he was going to play. Maybe not completely changes it, but let's say this. He completely he hit an entirely different shot than the other four guys that hit the ball in the water. And I think it's because of it's from experience. And the shot he hit, Pearl, was a low, trappy, draw, hook. It wasn't, it wasn't going, going anywhere it, near it wasn't going short. short. It wasn't going short, and it wasn't going right. There's two places. That, that's exactly right. There's two places it wasn't going. You hit the nail on the head, and where it was going was left of the flagstick, and if anything, in that back bunker. Mm-hmm. And that do and and all of which you can make par from. And not going to make par from the water. For the record, Simpson, who likes to move the ball right to left, just did the same thing. Yeah. And and there's something about that shot. John, I will say this. You're standing out there with a nine iron. The flagstick's on the right. You're you're all thinking about we're going to move this thing from the center of the green to the right, right at right at that flagstick. And you know what, Pearl, sometimes that ball just doesn't fly. There is such a discipline of and especially when you're in that competitive mode, that that headspace, there's such a discipline to truly be able to hit a shot not at the pin. And to your point, Jay, to not only hit it not at the pin, but to move it away from the pin is a mental until you've tried to, to, to do. Until you've had enough control over your golf ball, especially with a short iron, and to go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna completely accept a shot with this short scoring club that's gonna be fifty feet from the hole. First time I ever got on a golf course with a sports psychologist he ran me through. Doctor Ogilvy. Yes, yep. he ran me through that type of thing, and we would stand on a shot, and he'd say, "You know, the pin's back right." He said, "I want to hit. I want you to hit it at the front left of the green with the draw." And, and I'm, what are you talking about? And so he was just taking me through the paces, and you hear them say a lot of times, "Oh, he's going to hit to the safe side of the green," whatever the case is. Sometimes it's super. It's easier that way, but you can just see. As you said, Jay, with that short iron, I'm trying to really get something going here. And again, to move it away from the hole and start it away from the hole is tough. And only Tiger did it. And I will tell you this. If Tiger Woods had the two-stroke lead like Molinari, he's hitting the same shot, Pearl. Of course he is. And so Molinari, so let's replay that. I, I can't, I've got it in my mind's eye, but Molinari played the wrong shot. Because of experience, I'm going to tell you that he played the wrong shot, and well, he will probably say I hit it well, and he probably did. But Pearl, he's got to be aiming at that left-hand now, bunker. Now at the time, though, what did he have? A three-shot lead? Was it ten under, thirteen under? It wasn't th- two or three-shot lead. It was. It was. So here, yeah. but here's another thought, right? Here's another thought. I stuff this thing. Just seconds. Wrong I thought. stuff this. <laughs> I know, obviously. Yeah. But if I stuff this thing, it's over. It's not. Because we got 13 and 15 to play, and that's care. why that's a bad thought. Because 13, and look, I might have been having that same thought, and we'd have been right there together with you, but think about that. No, no, thought. no, I would have said hit a full hook. Yeah, you would have hit the full hook, but I promise you, his target should have been yeah. left bunker, I mean front bunker. I don't know, I still, when I see that, when I saw four guys in a row pose, Meaning they liked it and it went in the water. But, Something was happening. But there. this is what my point golf is. Golf gods. And I, I'm with you with the golf gods. I totally sign off on the golf gods. But it, this is where the only two people that played away from the flags <laughs> yes. to hit the green right. and everybody else came up short. Right. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It is like Augusta's got like a wind vortex up yeah. there and they, you know, blow it against the people. That, I don't know. Amazing. But um, it was great stuff. Great drama. Shortest hole in the golf course, by the way, 152 yards. 
there's more drama there year after year and uh just just But it wasn't uh, over at that point. No. So, no. so we oh. go to 13. Yep. They're bombing it. They're in play. They do all those kinds of things. I don't know. I must have gone out for a snack or something like that. But the next time I look up, Molinari is out of the first cut. He's in what I guess they're calling second cut, you know, that kind of yep. fringe left. So he, he, obviously he wanted to lay it up on the left side, and that makes sense for the angle. But when I saw him in that gra- in the, off the fairway, I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. How does he let that happen? The ball's sitting up a little bit. Now, you couldn't tell from the camera uh, TV shot that there was a limb above him. And so that wasn't even, I don't think, in any of our minds. But when that ball's sitting up, as you know, it's tough to control that that trajectory sometimes because where are you going to hit it on your club face? But but just the fact to me that I'm thinking, he's not in the fairway. What's going on here? How did he miss that shot? And that fairway 60 yards wide there. I mean, it's impossible. Pearl, he was, I'm telling you, this back nine kicked his ass so much, he aged 15 to 20 years, and he got out of his. Well, obviously. I thought, the, I thought the announcers, you know, I'm paying attention to this, and I mean, I screw all sorts of stuff up, but I thought Peter Costas just stepped all over himself on 15, where he's, he's like, you saw the ball roll up the club face. I'm like, it didn't roll up the club face. You, you hit the nail on the head. The ball's sitting high. He's got to hit a 60-degree wedge, and he didn't, the, neither of the guys caught the fact that the ball hit the tree. Yeah. He didn't hit it fat. He just hit it too high. If I got the wrong hole, is that 15? That's 15. Sorry, yeah. sorry I was talking 13. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's 15. 15 but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, no. No, I, I think he, yeah, however you want to describe that, it was just another one of those places. But there's a good example. At a tough course, under that pressure, all of a sudden, just to your point, aging, I promise you when his ball did wasn't in the fairway and he just knows is a great player, how much harder he made that shot by not being in the fairway. That aged him. I'll throw eight years out there just to that one no, before he hit it. No question, Pro. Plus, you got to remember, what's this kid get going through emotionally? Right. Three-stroke lead at 11. Now he's what? Two, one back. And, you know, when you feel that kind of, yeah. that, 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 that blood come oh, out of your head and down to your, your knees and, and your feet are 400 pounds. And you're lightheaded and you can't, you know, <laughs> that sand's run right through your hands. You can't grab a hold of that stuff, yeah. man. It just, yeah. um, it, um, oh, I can promise you, I don't know if he could have put that ball on the green from the rough air at 15. Well, that's nowhere that, near that flagstick, bro. That, nowhere. But, but that's my point. And if he did anywhere near the flagstick, he would have had to have taken one heck of a chance to bump it in or do some that's crazy shot out of, a, out of a, again, a iffy, I'll call it iffy like on TV, oh, it's sitting up just fine. Not for the shot he not had to Not for hit. that shot, no. No, that is not, that's one where if it sits down a little, you're like almost okay. You just make sure you get the ball first. Anyway, so, all, the other issue is there, Pearl, if that ball hits one inch short of the green without a little momentum to carry it under the green three steps, it's back in the water That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So he could have, but he would be risking another aqua aqua shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then can we move to 16? Sure. So we move to 16. What what a – again, just some reason to go to Augusta National, you want to just go watch guys play at number 16 and on that particular day and how they just hang that shot out there. And it comes off the bank and does all those things. I remember one of our uh, ex-teammate, our teammates from uh, UCLA, was very much in the hunt there, uh, Corey, and whipped it in the water uh, th- that one time. And you're thinking, how can that happen? Go stand out there. It's not that far off. And one of the, um, yeah, I mean, just the drama 
One of the things I did in the entertainment portion early in the week is take folks to 16 and show them where Tiger played that shot from over the bunker, banks it up the hill. And so, you know, once you're, once you, folks, if you ever get a chance, not only Augusta, you got to go, but if you ever get a chance to go to a venue where we play on TV, it helps so much to put the pieces together, doesn't it, Pearl? Sure does. One other thing to note, I think that made things weird out there was you had a golf course that was softer and the greens, I think it's, safe to say, slower than we may have seen them in the last 20 years, 15 years. That messes with their heads, too, because they've prepped in their minds. They've prepped from their previous years of experience to have a certain speed. And there were so many shots. And even the announcers were getting thrown off a lot. They said, well, he has no chance here on this pitch. I'm thinking it's softer than any other year. So he didn't have a chance. So there was a lot of that type of change, too. So it was a very different Augusta National than in at least the last several years when it can be firm and lightning fast. Right, right. Um, we got to wrap up this, Augusta. What? I know. Maybe we should do like three whole <laughs> shows on Augusta, but um, man, golf wins. That's all yeah, I can say. Yeah, sure, golf sure, wins. Sure. Um, um, t- Tiger has done it again. Just when you think you've seen it all, he's going to, you know, we haven't seen it all. So I can't wait for the rest of this year. I was going to say, there, there's momentum. No, who knows what the heck he can accomplish? Physically, can he hold up? He looks pretty gonna, good. He's going to play less. for a lot of warm days for the sake of his body, and I want to see those other guys coming at him. Yeah. And I think we're going to see some fun, oh, yeah. fun golf no in the que- next three. No what, question. What, what do we have? Three months and three majors yep, in a row, right? right? May we have the PGA Championship. June we have Father's Day in the U.S. Open, and the the Open Championship is in in July. Fantastic. Um, let's do briefly the putting. Tip that yep. Ben Crenshaw gave yep. on Thursday evening at the Champions Retreat. It's a spectacular place. And, folks, here's what he said. I, Whenever I was thinking about my stroke, how I was, my back swing looked, how my through swing looked, what this was doing, what that was doing is when I've always, without question, putted my worst. Mm. When I was into where I wanted the ball to roll, when I, I was into feeling, you know, the break, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, hit this thing a cup out or six cups out, be it at Augusta National. He said, and when I got my mind engaged out there, out towards the hole, out towards where I wanted this ball to roll, he goes, I made more putts than I could even imagine. And so the the, the story to be dad here is quit thinking so much about your putting. Be a kid. Stick ball. There are some some fundamentals. We've talked about those time and time again. But not when you're playing. Not when you're playing. Yeah. Just you know, relax a little bit. That's the other thing. He said, man, when I could keep my hands soft, they just felt so good on that putter, you know. And But, Jay, wouldn't that feed through the whole bag? Yeah. Don't you really want to play the whole game that way? Do you want to play every sport that yeah, way? Where yeah. you know you don't you right. don't play any sport with stiff wrists and you know you don't see a guy shoot a free throw in the NBA without that. Not soft a lot supplement. of thinking in hockey if they're uh, if they're really flowing and playing. Yeah, right, right. So. um uh, gosh, we got Mike Duffy's on as the uh, uh, bringing us this 19th hole this week, Mike, and uh, his three restaurants, uh, Richmond Heights, and one in Chesterfield, and one in Kirkwood. Uh, thanks for being on the show. We stay tuned and listen for what we're going to do. We're going to put some events together, Mike Duffy's. We're going to have a a cocktail or two and tell a story. Awesome. If uh, you haven't heard it, and um, yeah, that's that's great, man. It's going to wrap up this. Uh, 19th hole this show what a I don't know if I'm taking a breath 
Burl, yeah. about this, went this Augusta. It's it really fast. great stuff. You're gonna um, linger for a long time. Good, good, good fun things to, and good fun things to come. And hopefully, Whitmore sponsors this show. Had a great. I know they had people out there watching. I was say, the how many people played Whitmore after that? No and, kidding. And, and, uh, got all the golf courses jazzed up because people are pumped up to go play golf. I'm sure Bummer might have been running a little competition <laughs> in the in the golf shop over what a there. Surprise. So, so thanks again for uh, the the Whitmore folks. Um, Keep writing us, uh, Jay at Jay Delson Golf. It's J A Y at J A Y D E L S I N G Golf.com. Uh, me, thanks for running the board. Pearl, thanks for being with us. Love it. Um, golf season's here, man. Finally. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday from 7 to 8 for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher and did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.